0: Hey, everyone, if you love combat sports such as Kyokushin Karate, MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, make sure to hit the like, share, subscribe button to the Drew Spirian show, the show that's 80% combat sports, 20% everything else. Just want to say thanks to a few supporters, Kyokushin Boucherville and Karate Joanne Fournier, KJF. If you're in Quebec looking to take up traditional martial arts, get in shape, learn some new tricks and learn some new mindsets of being a better person inside outside the dojo and Hanbu, make sure to check out KJF, Kyokushin Boucherville. They are part of Ikeo Nakamura, the fastest growing organization in Kyokushin. Also, if you're looking to take up boxing, get into shape, if you're in the east end of Montreal, look up Chick Fighting Fitness and FireFit, where Mohamed Chick, Matt Normandin, will make sure to take care of your needs. And if you're in the west side of Montreal and you're looking to really get in shape, look up Yaz Body Shop, where and Cisse, former professional hockey player and now a personal trainer, made Montreal Blog's top uh, personal trainers in 2019, will take care of you as well. And lastly, moments management. If you're looking to get into the fight game, if you're a pro Kyokushin fighter or a kickboxer, you want to learn the ins and outs, Nima Safapur and his team will take care of you, teach you the ins of fighting during and after to make sure you leave healthy and wealthy moments management where quality and care come first. Also, every episode of the Drew Experience moving forward is dedicated to the valiant and gallant people of Iran who are fighting for freedom and change. Um, you guys are the real heroes. Drew Experience is going to do whatever we can to support you. I'll be your voice as a second generation Iranian. Masa its death will not uh, go de- will not. Be uh will not be forgotten. We must bring change to Iran. End of the ayatollahs, bring freedom of choice and expression to all Iranians. So Drew Spirian supports the people of Iran protesting right now. But with that, on a positive note, my guest today, wow, I'm excited for this. I've been waiting for this for a long time. You know, he is the number three-ranked Bellator contender. Right now, Bellator says he's unranked because he was injured, but they did him dirty there. He's really the third-ranked. He was on his way to a title shot to become the new middleweight king, but now he's back, Killer be killed, with a vengeance he was on before, weighing in at 185, the one, the only, the Spaniard. I call him Dutch James Bond for the physique he has. He's the one, the only, friend of the show, my friend. Costello, the Spaniard, Ben Stennis. Welcome back, Costello.
1: Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Fucking hell, what a shout-out that was. Man, you're the man for giving shout-outs, bro. <laughs> Great. Great stuff.
0: It comes with practice, and I think sometimes what I like to do, because
1: sometimes... I like, believe I like- you're born like that, bro. You're born like this. Oh. This is for you, man. This is for you. This what is you're my doing? calling. Really? This,
0: is, this is my calling. <laughs> I I think you're right. You know what? Like I've come to embrace it, and... Uh, it's like, you know, you're good at what you do. I'm good at what I do. And uh, we got to sharpen each other in terms of like, if you support me, I support you. That's how it is. You know, exactly. I'm black and white. You know, that's how it is. Like I'm brought up. If you're down with me from the start before anyone knew me and, you know, you're still with me even in the rough times, you know, that's what it's about, man. Same with you. It doesn't matter if you win. doesn't matter if you lose or you get a no contest, or you get an injury. Got to stay supportive of those who are trying to better their situation in their projects.
1: Yeah. Definitely. I totally agree with you, man.
0: So, how's it been, man? The last time I had you on, you were the first. It was the first time we got to know each other, but it was off season. So, you know, it wasn't uh, as active in MMA. But since then, you're on a mission. You got the contract. You're back on October 29th. So, how does it feel? How has it been since our first conversation?
1: Oh, man. It's a big difference. Really good. Really good. The first time we had a conversation, I was feeling a little bit down. Well not down, but like I wasn't active, I wasn't fighting, I was just mm-hmm. uh training without a mission, you know. But now I'm training for a mission. I'm training to uh yeah, like you said, kill or be killed. I'm man, I'm I'm gonna try and uh smash this man man first round. So looking forward to it, really. <laughs>
0: Amazing, amazing. So you now you're in training. We see the videos. You're with the uh, Ricardo. Shout out to MMA Van. How, what's his name? Van. I, I always I know I have it uh, on
1: what is Wondo, R- Ricardo Wondo. MMA Flanagan.
0: That's it. MMA. Yeah, Ricardo. I see you're sharpening the tools. You're also. You've also been with an amazing physiotherapist that has really yeah. helped you with your mobility issues, and you've been on Champs Talk too, showing that rehab. So. Well we're gonna so taking it to the recovery, what have you learned about recovery and mobility from uh, your specialist Lee, the one that works that's worked with professional footballers?
1: Wow, well, it's it's like a blessing from the sky. It's really a blessing from the sky. I've learned so much from this guy. I've actually uh, I don't wanna say I've tra- I've changed my whole training routine into into what he's doing, mm-hmm. into what he's showing me and telling me. But let's say we've added big part of it into the training camp more rest harder training instead of training uh seven or eight or nine times without stopping now we train four times and then one day rest we train again four times one day rest and if it's three days really hard training we take the fourth day of, of rest or recovery we don't do rest he says we don't do rest we do recovery and that's like going to the saunas going for a swim Playing tennis or paddle or some anything else, what well, keeps the body active, but different than going to your limits or or training wise or fighting wise, something else, you know.
0: So, what is the breakdown of that? Like, how does it work with like you have like let's say you do pad work conditioning. Where does like where do you do any like such as conditioning with the weight training? What is that? So, what is that like in your routine?
1: Yeah, like conditioning wise, we we, we do this with sparring and pad work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, strength wise, wise we just focus on strength. Uh, he he doesn't really believe in doing conditioning wise uh, with dumbbells and all that stuff. He just mm-hmm. wants to focus on strength. And goes well, when you're gonna do conditioning wise, just keep your energy and do it in sparring wise, like in uh, every one and a half or every two minutes you get a different body. You I mean you go you go hundred percent. I mean you, you can barely stand up after them rounds, but. It's more, it's, it gets it as real as it gets for the fighting business. Mm-hmm. He says, you're not going to be fighting with dumbbells and all that stuff. You're going to be sparring. That's the way you must get, you must die like in training. Mm-hmm.
0: And then that way. And I like also too, what you said about not, we don't rest. We just recover. So like you do you go for a swim, you do play tennis and maybe cycling as well. Do you do a lot
1: of do you yes. do Some cycling? Well, not, not that much because cycling, it's always shit weather here in Holland really cold (laughs) but uh like if we play tennis or paddle it's like all indoors so we do that or we go rock climbing or uh, we go to the saunas and swimming i mean those those are all inside indoors things Mm -hmm. of course summer just finished and sometimes it it was nice weather so we could also go to the beach that was like we did some activities there but just like really not 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 nothing hard nothing special just so that the body keeps on flowing
0: amazing and how about when it comes to nutrition what is uh what is the kind of a meal plan what is the kind of uh food you're eating in terms of getting ready for camp or um uh, do you have cheat days as well what so what is it like for you with nutrition
1: yeah i have cheat days man i have actually too many cheat days <laughs> but not, okay. not not as bad as it used to i used to be like three times a week cheat days and then like from uh, 9 a.m to till, till till i go to bed you know but now it's just like okay i'm trying to respect it a little bit because I've, of course if you've been eating loads of shit, junk food the next day you're going to feel it so I just try to eat like sometimes in the night times I just order or I buy pizza or I eat um, or I order some sushi with uh, with biscuits mm-hmm. I buy after I eat that or I go out with friends for dinner those, those are like more the cheat deals or sometimes when I'm flipping I just go shopping and I buy some yeah, bag of crisps and cookies, and I eat all that. But that's not good. What's your What's your go to cheat meal or snack? Oh man, what is not my go go to meal cheat meal? Um, I don't know. I love uh, pizza.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really like pizza. I like. Uh, I don't know. I like chocolate, man. I'm craving for chocolate lately. Chocolate and cookies, all oh, always, but now more than ever. <laughs>
0: Perfect, perfect. I, I understand exactly it. I know for me it it comes to, for me it's I love French fries lately. I used to love ice cream, but like oh, then I had French fries. Man, like I'm a fry connoisseur and a burger connoisseur. Like
1: so, when you come to the Netherlands, bro, first thing I'm gonna do is take you to buy some French fries. They're the best over here. Okay, you're gonna love them.
0: Okay, <laughs> Dutch French fries. I like that. The Dutch make some good food like that. that Not many people know about like it's because it, you guys like have like such good like agriculture with the potato farms. some potato farms too. So I trust it. I trust yeah. it. I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, so you also this some past summer, you were in Greece. I mean, you were you were on you were like you you Gherkin, Elko, your brother, like the whole team pretty much kind of went to Greece. So what was uh, what was that vacation like? Just to get away from uh, the routine of training.
1: Yeah, we, no, we didn't go to Greece, bro. We went to uh, Spain. Oh, Spain okay. Came. And uh, man, that was crazy. That was. We were just different people over there. I don't know what the fuck we were doing there, but it was so good. Oh, man, just, it was movies, let's say like that. (laughs) (laughs) Every day is a movie. Like Every day was a movie. I think we were sleeping from, uh, I think we slept every night, four hours. Not more, not more than four hours, four or five hours max. We've been going out every night, just being crazy. Of course, we've been training as well. Not every day, though. But for like two weeks that we were in Spain, we've been training. So like in two weeks times, we've trained mm-hmm. seven times, seven times. Mm-hmm. But sleeping, bad, not not much sleep. Going out a lot, going to the beach, rock, rock, rock jumping. Yeah, partying. We've done, we done, we done some fun stuff.
0: Amazing. So Ricardo was like, guys, just go have fun. Like, you know, this is your vacation. You don't need to be in that training mode every day of the time.
1: No, exactly. We we all needed this. We all needed a holiday mm-hmm. like this. But once we got back, then then it was on. Then it was on, because uh, last last week we had uh, twelve people fight yep. from our team. gherkin was supposed to fight also but uh, his opponent was a bitch, and he canceled <laughs> one day before the weighings. He canceled oh, one day before the weighings because that little bitch said he doesn't want to fight on seventy-seven kilos. And he says that one day before the weigh, he said eighty-one kilos. What the fuck was that? But
0: that's that's a that is a that is a, a cowardly move to do that. I'm sorry, but yeah.
1: let- that's that's a shit move. You don't do that. People have been training and sacrificing loads of time into this, and <sighs> you just Karl can- Gierken.
0: Really, I feel yeah. bad for Gherkin because he's two and zero as an amateur right now, and then goes three and zero, and then basically he's establishing his own uh, his own. Um, legacy because he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to live in Gokin's shadow because he's gonna be like I call Gokin the sultan but I call yeah. gherkin I call Gherkin the I guess I would say the mini sultan because he's like the mini or, sultan. yeah
1: because he's like a little... gonna be big man G- Gherkin, I mean gherkin, Gokin also definitely he's already big but he's gonna go bigger but Gokin is, is a really good strong fighter man he's really good he really is like passionate.
0: when I yeah when I talked to him about it like he was I think he's more of a grappler, from what I can tell. Like the way, because the fighters he looks up to, like Kamaru Usman, he was telling me, uh, and some other the other ones, like I, I, am sure he's got hands, but something tells me he's got some vicious ground and pound in his arsenal. Oh yeah,
1: man, he's he's like a he's like a mini gorilla. Nah, he's got he's got really he's got heavy hands. He's got definitely heavy hands. He, he can be an aggressive fighter, also, you know, when when you're like banging on the, in the gyms. Mm-hmm. and somebody goes hard, he doesn't give up. He doesn't give a shit. He just goes hard himself also, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's good. That's good. You need that. And then on the floor, he's also really good. But a stand-up, he's also... He's really, really good stand-up. Like, if one of his punches land, he's going to put you to sleep. But also, like, he, he, when he throws you to the floor, he's like a little wild gorilla with rabies just going all crazy on you <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing and uh, elko went 2-0 and as well which is amazing to see because elko like is in the army as well and he's yes. also like 1-0 and and so this 2-0 and victory for him must make him feel really good about his trajectory too
1: yeah definitely no he put up a really good fight i mean the, the first amateur fight he had it was too easy or mm-hmm. too easy it was, it was a it was a good easy win second fight he also won in the first round with guillotine choke but he got rocked for a second you know and it's fucked up but it was maybe a good thing for him so now he knows what it feels like to get punched yeah by somebody Mm -hmm. really strong because he he probably rocked him but Elko came back after two three seconds he came back and he was like okay let's bang so he put his hands down that was stupid of him though but he put his hands down like putting him nearly into the in his pocket and starts kicking with his hands down like what are you doing man it's not <laughs> a street fight keep your hands up
0: <laughs> and elko is like one of uh like one of like the bre- like he's one of like the sleeper prospects and i say that as a like a compliment because you want to know but i think because of his army experience the discipline for him it must be so good in the gym because he understands how serious this is since he's all in
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. No, Elko, he doesn't give up, man. He's—he's—he's he's, he's got this mentality. Like, fuck it, if I die, I die. But I'm not going—I'm not going to die without a fight. And, that, and that's really cool of this guy, you know. But like, he's 2 no an amateur, and I believe he's going to be professional. But he can be professional soon. I mean, people in Lida want him to come train with us now all the time. But uh, he needs to uh, have a few more amateur fights. Yeah. Uh, a few. I'm talking about at least let's say, seven or eight amateur more fights before he gets professional because that's the most important thing, man. Once you go professional, you can't go back to amateur.
0: Nope. And then there's your brother, Gino, who everyone is excited for. He just had one of the greatest uh, performances. I watched the replays. Vicious. Yeah? Vicious.
1: Oh, yeah, It was. Oh, that, what a fight that was, man. Oh, my God. That was uh... – yeah, no, that was, that was world-class striking he did over there. T- I'm telling everybody. People are saying, uh, oh, your brother is better than you. Your brother is better. And I don't give a shit. That's good, bro. What the fuck? What, you want to get angry with that? I hope he – I want him to be better than me, you know? No, but stand up. Gino is so smart. I mean, my brother and I are two different people, of course, with the same blood, but my brother's got more patience, mm-hmm. and I don't. That says the same thing with dieting. When I'm on diet and I'm hungry – I get so aggressive. I just start breaking things or I get aggressive or I get angry. And that's fucked up. It's a bad thing, you know, yeah. because I love food and I can't eat and I get aggressive. But Gino, he gets angry. He just he's just quiet. He goes to his room and listens to music, watch movies like fucking hell. What's wrong with him? man? He doesn't even get angry. Like, wow. Okay. But it's a good thing. It shows you with fighting as well. You know, it just stays calm Just get his points. And once the points are coming, then he gets the finish. And yeah. I want to finish him straight away, man. <laughs> like my you... like my upcoming opponent. Exactly.
0: Do you <laughs> d- can we say, can we say, like, look, I know the UFC had the Diaz brothers, but eventually if Gino decides to go the Bellator route, because since Nima has such a good relationship with Rich Chow and Scott Coker, it looks, and you know, it seems like you know, the Bell, like like you, Gagard, Goken, uh have like have success in Bellator. So if Gino decides to go to Bellator, would you say you guys are like the Diaz brothers of uh Bellator because uh of like of like what's going to
1: come? Yeah, definitely. We'll be the Stenas brothers of Bellator
0: that's right the steenus brothers yeah we've got to fuck the yeah fuck that you don't want to like be little we don't want to compare yourself yeah that was i stand corrected so the steenus brothers run bellator it's like the the the, 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 the 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 patricio and his whatever yeah i don't know what i don't i don't pay attention to Pit- pitbull he's like because he's like he's just bored he just annoys me but uh yeah but like yeah but, but yeah that, i feel like
1: this, great man yeah that will be great if uh, Gina goes into bellator as well but I want I want Gino to get a few more uh, professional fights mm-hmm. out, outside of Bellator. I mean, if Bellator says okay, we're gonna give you even matchups, then that would be great. Then let's sign him straight away. But I want I don't want G- Gino still young. You know, he's still he's a lot younger than I am. I want him to get the most experience possible out of it. And then uh, I mean, once you go into a big organization, it's difficult to get uh, people with the same record or same record like mm-hmm. that are just new to the game. Mm-hmm. They, they, i don't want them to throw gino my brother into the sharks with big with big fights it's not uh it, it can be unhealthy for you let's say uh,
0: yeah and it's like i think the taking like the yuri prohaska approach and the israel adesanya approach which you guys what gino is doing is really smart where like the big leagues are going to be like, hey come you want to sign you now and he's like nope They're like nope i need to get my experience outside nope And that's like, look what happened. Like, look at Israel, look at Yuri. The model is there. If you get as much experience outside of the big leagues, you can come in ready.
1: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with you, man
0: and when it comes to so obviously you know last time i had you on and you know i was trying to tell people like even in my in the Kyokushin karate scene i was like guys like we got an endorser of it i was talking to my uh my my uh shian which is like head teacher like it's like a sensei but above it in karate and i was like yo so we got a guy that supports Kyokushin and he's like oh really what's his name i go his name's costello van stennis and i said we need to bring him down eventually <laughs> for uh, a seminar i mean he's more mma but Costello, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna ask it again because I want people to hear it. What is what were the benefits that? What are the benefits of Kyokushin Karate for kids if they want to go to MMA? When you see it, because oh man,
1: it's a big benefit. I mean, I don't have kids myself, but uh, if I get kids, if I would have kids right now, I would put them in Kyokushin, definitely, hundred percent. Man, it's so people that are Kyokushin. It's not only for the sports i mean you get a respect out of it you know you the mentality you, you're training your mentality in the kitchen your speed your strength mm-hmm. your respect towards people respect towards fighter i mean it's i don't know it's it's yeah it's definitely definitely put them down
0: you're winning a lot of brownie points right now with my school in Bougerville. <laughs> like i'm gonna show this clip to, to, to chian pierre and say look he supports it. I said, let's bring him down. So we got to bring you down to Canada, and I know oh, you've man, to Canada. And uh, what's the first thing you want to do when you come to Canada?
1: Oh, I'm gonna see you, bro. I'm gonna you're gonna show me around. <laughs> That's exactly. the first thing. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. Well, make sure to do that. We'll make sure to introduce you to uh, Pierre, my chien Pierre. But I want to introduce you to Mohammed, the guy that I sent you a video of. Like he's like, I say he's my cornerman, but he's also I would say he's like my adopted brother in a sense because we're like this him and I. You know, when you have those friends, and you're like this yeah. with them. So like, and I sent you a video of Mohammed's back kick. And what was so when you watch when you watch Mohammed's Kyokushin competitions, uh, what 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 is something that really caught your eye about his? Uh, his uh, performance and like the little clip, even with a small sample size, what yeah. was a, you noticed. As nah,
1: it was, it was, it was it's beautiful seeing that, man. It's like everything he froze, he froze for a reason, but he doesn't throw it with a doubt. He just froze it without a doubt, you know? Like whatever I throw is going to hit you. And the speed of that guy, man, is crazy. It's crazy. That's why I love Cute man. It's, I mean, it's great for the MMA sport, especially for stand up, you know? And mm-hmm. if you mix it with a few little more things, Man, you have the best strikers in the world with Kyokushin as as background.
0: I always felt that like you and Gegard had a bit of Kyokushin because the way you guys do the stand up, it's Dutch kickboxing with a bit of Kyokushin. But then Ricardo like confirmed to me he's like, no, 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 like Gegard never did Kyokushin and Costello never did Kyokushin. But Christian Dolman, who was their past Gegard's past trainer, did Kyokushin. He's like, so maybe that's where it comes. Uh, maybe that's yeah. where. It comes in yeah
1: definitely i mean i i never trained Kyukushin myself also but uh my box trainer bob i used to work with he mm-hmm. he came from the Kyokushin. i mean he had two kids two sons and they were Kyushin, Uh they were fighting like every week in Kyukushin fights and he was training me at the same time with mm-hmm. boxing but not only boxing he was also showing me Kyokushin techniques kicks especially the kicks oh those are the best but even now even now i'm training with uh with a guy called tony his uh, son is also a fighter in our gym. Comes from Kyokushin. and every Sunday after sparring, I I just quit sparring like half an hour earlier, mm-hmm. and I ask him, uh, you know, can you can you hold some pants for me? Can you teach me some stuff? So that's cool, you know. That's really really helpful, especially with the kicks. It's fucking crazy, man. It's so dangerous them weapons.
0: We have them. I think I think Kyokushin, like a lot of kicks, the different style of kickboxing will not want to hear this, but. I always say it's a bit biased, but this is just my opinion. I think the low leg kicks are perfected in Kyokushin and then Dutch kickboxing. Because Muay Thai, it's great, but the thing is, there's a bit of a slowness to it, I noticed. Like where, with the clinch. So that's why I feel like Dutch and Kyokushin, they go hand in hand together. And that's why. uh...
1: Yeah, true. No, I think Kyokushin for the kicks is a lot better for MMA than kickboxing or Muay Thai for the kicks. Kyokushin is number one for MMA style, I think.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I love it. You're, you're just winning more and more brownie points. But we <laughs> gotta get you the followers. It, it's, an, it's a crime that you only have 10,000 followers. Like, like, you know, someone that's like as good as like good looking as you, you know, you're the number three ranked com- contender. And I'm saying this because you really are before that whole injury stupidity when the rankings yeah. came out. Like they did you dirty, man. They did you dirty. So what so i want to ask you know you're you know you're coming in you know your opponent you know i respect your opponent but let's be honest this is a motivated costello so you get the win what how do you what is this what and you get the win but before you get the win i want to know what is the walkout song is it going to be a surprise or is it going to be what i think it is
1: uh i'm actually i I don't even know myself man i'm still looking for it but i think there's like a big chance that it's the one that you know that what it is <laughs> you know which one it will be
0: they better play that verse that the one that like that they, they better play it at that verse that the one that i, yeah. that I love that's like that's that's uh yeah man that's uh, gonna be impressive so you come out to that song y- you get the win and then what do you want the plan to be for 2023 like do you want to be getting like three fights in the year or do you want to be like get two and then you know m- like recover you know from them oh. like what's the plan oh. for you It cut out there. What were you saying? I would. Uh, can you still hear me, Drew? Yeah, I can hear you. What were you saying?
1: Uh, well, my idea is for 2023, man. If it was not me, I would be fighting every month. <laughs> Seriously, I, I I I love fighting. One mm-hmm. second.
0: Right, on. it's okay, guys, he's uh he's just fixing something here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just get, give me five seconds. Okay, I'm back. All right. Um, I uh, to, well, actually, this year I'm fighting now this month, and mm-hmm. I'm actually really hoping that I could fight one more time. Mm-hmm. Maybe if somebody falls out or something like that, or they give me a last moment fight, mm-hmm. I don't care. That'd be great. But uh, to 2023, I'd be fighting. Well, at least three times that would be great. If I could fight four or five or six times, that that would be. If I could fight six times, and that would be a dream come true. That would be a dream come true.
0: Amazing. So obviously, you know, you're fighting. You're fighting your opponent, who's out of KSW, um, and you know, obviously, you know, that's a great. It's great because you know KSW. They always have very, uh, tough uh guys coming out of there. It's a great Polish uh, promotion, um, and then you get your ranking back. So if the game plan goes like this. Would you want to a, fight Lorenz Larkin to get that fight back before the injury? And would you want to also then rematch Fabian? Or do you want to like just fight a guy like, let's say, you want to get a guy like Tokov, or you want to get a guy like Austin De La Rosta, or uh, maybe uh, Austin Van Zandt, or, uh, like and- A
1: rematch against John Salter. But well, I already know the answer. He's going to say no.
0: He's scared. He knows what's up.
1: Yeah, he knows what it is. I want to fight this guy, but he knows he, knows he won't fight me.
0: The It sounds like, and uh, then you also have
1: Yo Romero who's coming in. Support. Oh, I'd love to fight Yo Romero. Yeah. That would be something. I'd love to fight Yo Romero. Definitely. 100%.
0: And you feel your style, and I know Yoel has like a weird style, but I think you're you're st- I think with where he's at in his career to get the win over a, a legend like Yoel, how much do you think that would do for your resume? Not for Bellator, but just for yourself. Like, how would it feel like to fight a legend like that?
1: Boy, well, I think I'd get more than ten thousand followers, uh, Drew. I think I'd get uh, at least twenty, at least twenty <laughs> thousand fighting, fighting Yoel and winning him. Now that that I think it will be great, man. It will be a great experience to fight a legend like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the respect in the world to this guy, but this guy's it was not an excuse he's forty seven or forty six and look what look what he's doing. It's crazy, but uh I'd love man we we fighters if you're in fighter, if you're in the UFC or in bellator or in one f c you wanna you don't wanna just participate to participate and just uh fight. Nah, you want to be participating and win all your fights. You want to fight the mm-hmm. best in the division. Mm-hmm. And I believe Yo Romero is, was, and is still one of the best. Mm-hmm. And if he comes down to 185, man, I'd be gladly, I'd be gladly uh, to introduce him to the 185 division in Bellator.
0: Amazing. So obviously too, there's another guy that I want to bring up. Um, The now the new champion, Johnny, the human cheat code, Ebelin. I'm not going to lie. I mean, obviously, me. I'm Team Gegard all the way, and I was very depressed when that loss happened because there's very few fighters that like I like that like you know like you get that emotional ugh when they lose, but when they win, you're like yes, they're you, they're Gegard, John Jones, and yeah, yeah. I'd say those are the three mainly. Like it's it's basically uh you three. And, um, and it's like when that, and man, like there's something about Eblin. I feel like if you fight him, I think you have the data to know what to expect. So when you watched that fight on june twenty fourth what did you notice in Eblin? I mean, look, obviously he's gonna get better, but what did you notice in him that made you go, "Aha, I think I have something that can solve him
1: um, what I got, what I got, uh, I mean, this guy he's really. He's got a weird style, you know, left foot front, right foot front. He comes in with weird, weird hands. But uh, I believe, well, I'm sure I, I know I could beat this guy. Mm-hmm. And I want to beat this guy and I want to fight this guy. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. I haven't really put my focus on him yet. However, I haven't really studied him either because mm-hmm. I'm like focusing on, on well, the opponent I've got now. And Perfect. If, if I have the chance to fight John, John Eblin after that that'll be that that'll be so fucking beautiful (laughs) i would love but i don't think that will give me that chance
0: i think eventually i think this is in my this is just my world okay because obviously you know me and you know i like to paint little i like to like i like to come up with little storylines in my own mind i think honestly this is what i think is going to happen and i'm going to say it on record this is just me okay guys these views are my own only they're not Costello's, like, they're not Gegard's, they're not Nima's, these are my views only, so I'm going to say it right here. Gegard's going to come back, get career 150, go up to light heavyweight to fight Nemkov. I think Nemkov at light heavyweight is going to be the champion. This gives you your chance to eventually get your number three spot back and then eventually vault into the top two. And then I think you're gonna fight, uh, you're gonna fight your opponent now. You're gonna fight another two, I think, and then you're gonna fight for the middleweight strap and become the new middleweight champ and uh be the second Dutch MMA champ out of Bellator for Bellator. And uh Gagard becomes the light heavyweight champ, and Gokin becomes the heavyweight champ by the end of 2023.
1: Yes, my man, I love the sound of that. Let's make it happen.
0: Let's make it happen. <laughs> it, you just got to put the work in. That's what it is. You know, that's what it is. It's comeback season for us both. For me and Kyokushin, I'm coming yeah. back next year um, in the spring. Um, the goal is to get the weight down. I'm still pretty. I'm still a fucking fat fuck. Like I like uh, a two hundred thirty around. But we're working. We're
1: working. It's not a sprint. It's not a marathon. You're doing good, man. Like you say, you're working. That's the most important thing. People, loads of people talk. And they're not doing the stuff that you're doing. You're talking and you're doing it. And that's hats off to you, man. That's that's how it should be done.
0: Thank you, thank you. And uh, obviously, you know, um... You know, you've, you know, the second time on the show and obviously, you know, I, I had to, I had to bring this up because it made me laugh so hard. I said, I said, what if you get on Ariel Helwani and then you said, nah, forget Ariel Hawani I'm on the Drew experience, but let's say you do get on Ariel Hawani What are you going to tell Ariel and be like, are you going to like call him out to say, yo, Ariel, you need to do it like Drew does, or are you going to like, you're going to like, what are you <laughs> going to say to Ariel if you make I'm going to
1: tell him, yo, Ariel. I don't like the way you do them podcasts, man. I've been good. I've been doing these podcasts with uh, with the uh, with Drew, man. That that's the shit. That's nothing. This you're nothing compared to Drew, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna tell him. <laughs> no,
0: I love Ariel. He's cool, but you know what? I appreciate the I appreciate the fact that like you love doing my podcast, and um, it's really uh like you know obviously it's a huge honor to get you on, and then obviously now because I've had you I've had you on. Um, I've had Gherkin on and I think it's anima on, it's like, it's getting awareness. Like I got Chris, uh, the lat, one of your Latvian teammates, there's two, there's Silvis and there's Chris, Chris oh, yeah. follows me. Ali, your, your Afghan, uh, teammate follows me. And it's yeah. like, and eventually I'm going to get Ricardo on hopefully because Ricardo's like, I'm like, Ricardo, do you want to come on? And he's like, and like, I I said, Costello said I should get you on, but now Ricardo, like, I'm hoping he comes on next. I would love to pick Ricardo's brain.
1: Yeah, that would be good, man. You'll have loads of stories with Ricardo. I mean, yeah, you will. You, you know, Ricardo, yeah, he's been there since number one, since day one with Mousasi also. He mm-hmm. He always says, he, when we're trading, man, he goes, man, remember when I was the richest of all of you motherfuckers? He's like, uh, remember when I came in my beautiful car and you guys had a little shitty van? <laughs> he said, <laughs> Ricardo said you, you guys were like 17 or 18-year-old Olds coming training every morning at nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, and there. And I was like, uh, Ricardo was older than they were, you know. But he's been with Musasi since they won, since they had nothing. And look at them now, they're driving fucking beautiful Mercedes and BMWs and all that stuff. Amazing. Crazy. And look,
0: also, too, you know, you guys have the best man. I think you guys have one of the best managers in the game, which in Nima oh, and Nima's really helped them. He helps you. Cause you said like, you know, he's helping you understand what to do after fighting, how to manage your money. And I think that's the most important, the relationship that, that, you know, he doesn't, you don't see it as like, Oh, it's my manager and a client, but Nima really does care about, his guys and that's something I'm always gonna I'm always going to to bat for for him so you know obviously once you know uh so you know you're doing good you know obviously you you stack some money away so if I may ask you know what is something that you're learning with your money now like not, not from our first conversation but now like what is something you're looking at learning eventually so that way you're set for the future
1: well now I am broke. I've got nothing. Oh God! <laughs> I haven't been fighting for two years, bro. <laughs> nah, I, I, I'm I'm making plans. Nima's making plans with me. Also, we we called like last week, mm-hmm. not even that long ago. And uh, Nima said he's uh, helping with that. He's got some ideas we're speaking about. So that's gonna be uh I don't know. First I need first I need to have this fight, and then uh, we'll make more plans
0: amazing i'm really happy to hear that especially for you because like you never want to be like one of those like fighters that like did it but then they don't have anything to show for it for like their future selves but i'm glad yeah. to see that like you know you got the best team there you got not only nima you got Gegaard to help you you got with like his real estate knowledge and it's a uh, it's great man but i, I can't yeah, wait man. to come to europe i can't wait it's it's in the works there's no world war or new pandemic but uh <laughs> when i when i come to holland um so when I come to Holland, I mean, I'm going to have to see if Gegard has any of those like apartments just to rent and be like, yo, I'm not staying at a hotel, I'll just pay you. Just tell me what you want. And,
1: yeah, he'll definitely he'll be, he's got loads of his apartments. This guy's got a whole city full of apartments. I just as well call him uh, the Musashi city instead of Lido or something like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent, man. That's awesome to hear. And but I'm excited to come to Holland, you know, train with you guys and then obviously do the little pit stop in Spain. Like I was telling Mo about it too. And Mo was like, and Mo was like, let me know. I got five weeks of vacation. I do my vacation bid for what I work next year. So I got to see like, what like I'm going to make sure it's in mid July. I was like going away in mid July to late uh, to like beginning of August. So the plan would be a week in Holland and a pit stop in Spain with you guys. And I go to the UK to see some other guys down there, but yeah, it's in the works. It's like, I can't wait to come to, to Europe finally. Right. It's going to be fun.
1: That would be really good, man. You're going to have the time of your life, especially visiting so many countries. Because it's so different, man. It's like uh, Holland and you fly two hours to Spain. You get a plane and you fly there for two hours. And it's so different. I mean, Holland's got no mountains. And it's always bad weather, raining. And then uh, you have Spain. It's always beautiful weather over there. And uh, huge mountains. Crazy, crazy things over there. Crazy woman. <laughs> you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> I'm
0: excited, man. I'm excited. So, you know, October 29th uh is is the day you fight. Um what and what so where can people catch it if they're in if they're in Europe or if they're in uh, North America? Because I know North America and Canada, we don't have Showtime, we have YouTube to watch it on. So for those who want to okay. watch Costello fight, make sure to check it on YouTube if you're in Canada, USA Showtime. Um, and if you're in Europe, where can people catch it on, like, to watch you fight?
1: Yeah, uh, in Holland we've got Spike TV, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's also on the Bellator app. Okay, I think it's gonna be the Bellator app. And you got got loads of more channels, but I don't know these channels out of my head. (laughs) It's okay,
0: (laughs) but no, it's important because it's a big, it's a big statement. You're coming back, you know. You were, you know, you were on a tear. You beat Fabian Edwards, and then you were supposed to fight Lorenz, and then. You know, setbacks happen. It's part of the game. But you're back with a vengeance. You're feeling great. You've you've changed the game up. So yeah. how? So how? So how excited is it going to feel to step out to do the walkout again? Like, how, what's what's going on in your mind as it as it steps closer?
1: Oh man, I don't know. Now I'm just really down to earth. Really, really tired of training, mm-hmm. but really, really motivated as well. And like, I know I'm fighting this Polish guy on the 29th of October, but it's. For me, I'm not fighting a Polish guy. For me, I'm fighting the whole middleweight division. Mm. I'm going to... That, that night, I'm fighting the whole middleweight division. Everybody's going to be watching and they're going to be like, what the fuck? What has he been doing in these two years? There's going to be a different person coming out and putting a performance that night. Definitely. I can't
0: wait. Oh, man, I am excited, man. Like, like, I'm so amped. It's gonna be like, I'm, like, I put it on my calendar. I said, guys, don't bug me on the 29th. Like, like, I'm watching Costello fight. Like, it's in my calendar. It's on a Saturday. I'm gonna make sure to watch it. Let me make sure I got that right. Because, because I because the end of October always screws with my head. Yeah, it's on a Saturday. So make sure it's on Saturday. And I'm gonna make sure to watch it, and uh, I'm gonna, and I can't wait, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. And and when you, when while you're in Italy, you're gonna do some shopping in Milan, since it's the fashion capital of Europe.
1: Oh man, I don't give a shit about shopping. Look at my clothes, man. Like <laughs> <five years ago. laughs> no, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really into clothes. I should do though. I should be shopping and stuff like that. But uh, now I'm just gonna go to Milan for business. I'm just gonna go there, step out of the plane, do my wake up. Smash, smash this guy! for performance, and get back home to Holland. And who knows? Maybe I'll go straight to Canada and see you. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool, man. Well, let, you gotta let me know the minute you
0: say, "Hey, I'm coming to Canada." My apartment, my apartment. Don't spend one cent in a hotel or hostel. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> stay. A- you're gonna stay at my place, okay? You gotta. You're gonna use your money to get to to buy some food here or whatever. Like and go to the restaurants. Like, no, my my place yeah. is uh, my. Like it's like it's open, man. Don't worry. You you don't spend a cent for a hotel or hostel when you get when you get off the plane. Thanks,
1: bro. Thanks, Drew. Oh, that's that's really kind of you, bro. Same same goes for you. If you come I've got an extra room here for you. Thank Definitely. you, man.
0: I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. So Costello, you know, obviously, you know, I wanted to keep it to the point because I want, because the new format is to like make sure that it's not too long, but you know, at least we get the sound bites out. And you gave a very good advice of releasing the podcast a week, but the week of the fight to get all the views and uh, listens and downloads. But yeah, so we'll conclude it here. Um, Where can people connect with you on all platforms? So that way your following grows.
1: Oh, they can connect with me on Instagram. uh, Mm -hmm. Costello underscore MMA. Uh Facebook is uh Costello Van Stinas, mm-hmm. and I haven't got TikTok or Snapchat or all that <laughs> stuff, man. I don't I don't do that. Me neither. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's about it, man. I don't have got oh, and if you want to connect to me you need to come to Holland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will, I will, man. Well, thanks again for doing this. It was such an honor. You know, it's not just about you being like a pro fighter, but it's about like the the friendship we have and uh, yeah. always supporting you through thick and thin. Um, Even with like, the even with like the little bumps in the road, whatever happens. And uh, it's such a pleasure to do this with you. I'm always rooting for you and the team. And uh, anytime you want to come on again, Dude, doors always open. And uh, next up, we're gonna get Gino on. So Gino and Ricardo, actually, you're oh, next.
1: Man. I was just about to say that, man. You, you, you gotta, you gotta give a shout out to my brother to to come on the Drew show. He he would be, be good one, man. He's three and zero professional now, mm-hmm. so he's gonna be big, man. He's getting quite famous over here in Holland. <laughs> finally, finally.
0: We'll make sure to do that. So, guys, make sure to hit the like, share, subscribe button to the Drew on all platforms. Make sure to follow Costello. And as once again, with what's going on in Iran, make sure to support everyone. You know, the Drew is giving a voice to the women of Iran or to anyone else in Iran that's a suffered oppression from the regime. Regime change will come for the better. We're going to get this right. And the Drew stands with the gallant people of Iran. Yes, sir. Costello, thanks for coming on. and Thank
1: recordings. you, Drew. Thank you, brother. Thank you.